four, three. Fuck it. There's no, there's no words That's on tomorrow. it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Because I've never seen that. Fucking thing sucks. There's no words there. Fuck it. There's no, there's no words That's on tomorrow. it. tomorrow. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Because I've never seen that. Fucking thing sucks. There's no words there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. Go. Go. I can't do it. Fuck it. Go. Go. I can't do it. Fuck. Fuck it. Go. Go. I can't do it. Fuck it. Go. Go. I can't do it. Fuck. Fuck. Thanks again for watching. Fuck it. There's no. There's no words on it. Come on now. All right. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, welcome, everybody. Dark Horse Live, episode 26. Uh, we're just flying by the seat of our pants here on this one tonight. So, uh, yeah, if you're here early, you know, we've done it 26 times already, so you should probably know what's coming right now. But uh, free shit right off the top of the show. Uh, um, uh, I didn't even put a bottom ticker on here. I didn't realize I don't have a bottom scroller tonight. I'm off my game already, but that's cool. We'll get out some free shit real quick. Well, this is a milestone. Another What's a milestone? This episode. Caesar's over here is telling me it's a milestone. Why is it a milestone? 26, half of 52. If you were to do one a year. Half of, okay, half of 52. This is half a year's worth of shows we've reached. It is a milestone. I said I was going to do this for one year straight, and we'll see if I like it, if y'all like it, if we want to keep doing it or whatever. I have way more respect for podcasters now that we started doing this shit because coming up with something to talk about every week, like this week, I was sitting around this morning being like, what do you want to talk about today? I don't I don't really have anything lined up. I call a bunch of my guests or friends or whatever the fuck, and they're all busy because I'm a procrastinator and try to do it last minute, so I'm trying to pull people in here, but I'm busy as fuck doing other shit, so I don't know. I'm trying to put together a decent show here or whatever. I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, this is way more challenging than I thought. Guys like fucking... I don't know, John Stewart and shit like that that had to do a show every week and be funny and shit. Like, that shit is so hard. I know they had a team of writers and everything else, but holy fuck, this is not exactly as easy as I thought it is just to come on here and talk shop for an hour every week. But it's also not as hard <laughs> as I thought it might be. So with that said, let's give away some shit. Sorry for rambling. All right, uh, close-up view. The computer seems to be running slightly slow, which... It's cool. Um, but yeah, on here, here's what we have up for grabs tonight, folks. We got Element Z, Randy Zavage. I think we'll do the Zavage first, Randy Savage. So this one, 
Uh, Savage Hulk 17, Thanos, new release, just came out. Um, get them while the getting's good. That camera's all fucked up with that light, so I'll just go back to my ugly face. But uh, yeah, if you want to win that, free shit email is going to scroll across your screen right here. There it's coming. Um, darkhorsegenetics at gmail.com. Darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com. Where's the free shit? Oh, there it is. Sorry. I'm telling you, things are acting quirky right now. All right. Free shit scrolling across your screen. Free uh, darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com. Let's do the, we'll give away two of these and we'll give away one of the, uh, we'll give away two more Element Zs at the end of the show. But two of these Randy Zavages right now. Um, we'll do the 15th person and the 30th person. Uh, so the 15th person to email this to me at darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com in the subject line. You have to write, Macho Man. Macho Man. And, uh, yeah, you'll win these shits. 15th, 30th person. So uh, with that said, what are we going to talk about tonight? And uh, just so you know, too, on these giveaways, guys, we've given away tons of shit, three or four packs every week. So, I mean, that's nearly a pack a day we're giving away. I'm giving away fuck tons of shit um, on these deals, just so you know. It's... Um, the, we only pick one winner or two winners, like I just said, per sweepstakes or whatever the fuck. So keep trying. If you haven't won, keep trying. A lot of you guys have won. If you've won in the last uh, two or three shows, we ask you not to try for whatever, three shows roughly, so let the other people get a chance to win. If I see your name back-to-back, -back, sometimes we'll skip it if, you, if you're right on the ball or whatever. That's why we used to do the first person every week, but this was like the same guy the first time every time. So I was like, this dude's dedicated but yeah let's let's spread the love a little bit but yeah uh only we only pick you know one or two people for every time so even though we get i don't know a couple hundred emails saying what's up dude i want my free seeds and shit it's like if you're hearing this on the replay too we only get one one or pick one or two in this case winners or whatever but uh yeah with that said uh let's talk about what the fuck we're gonna talk about which is today i didn't have a huge fucking schedule or plan for a show I just figured we'll fucking open it up to the audience. There is one question that I wanted to talk about right off the bat that I got again in the DMs this morning, and it's just fems versus regs. This could be the whole show, but uh, we'll talk about this briefly. My opinions on fems versus regs, and then we'll move it into questions. So if you guys have questions, start prepping them or whatever, getting them in the chat. I'll have myself or Caesar read them out to me here, and uh, we'll try to answer them the best we can. Um, but with that said, let's talk about fems and regs. What's better? Loaded question. You know, everybody, I, I don't want to say everybody, this is one of the more common questions I get, and it's generally from newer growers. They're kind of asking, like, you know, I want to start with FEMS or, you know, wh why, what's better, FEMS or, or REGS or whatever, in your opinion? Or, and as a lot of people might know about Dark Horse, we haven't put out a whole lot of FEMS or whatever. I'm generally a REG guy. And the reason that I think regular seeds are slightly better, in my opinion, is because the ability to keep a mother in is uh, easier. So almost all feminized seeds that I've started and found killer phenos, and I'll say, I'm going to keep this. This is my keeper. I've had a really hard time keeping that plant around for a long fucking time. It tends to want to autoflower or something happens where it's just trickier plant to keep as a mom than a plant that I've had for 18 fucking years that was from a regular seed. Um, and when we talk about, you know, how do you make a feminized seed? versus how do you make a regular seed. Regular seed, you just collect pollen, dust it on the female plants, you know, 
make seeds. And a, a feminized seed, you're using stress. You're using stress to reverse a female plant into producing male flowers. So while that's, I mean, it, in my, yes, I'm going to say always. You, there's no fucking way to turn a female plant into a fucking male plant to drop pollen or whatever. There's different methods. Someone's got a method where you, where you overflower for four, 10 to 14 days or whatever, and that's his organic method of producing feminized seeds. There's, you know, SDSs, there's sprays, there's reversal sprays, there's stuff like that. But inherently, the stress that's create, that creates that, that, that uh, male flower is then brought into these plants. And while that doesn't mean shit necessarily as far as creating the genetic offspring, um, I'm just not a huge fan of working in stress. But when I want to talk about feminized seeds, uh, let's talk about Hermes. Because, you know, you get Hermes in regular seeds too, obviously. Intersex traits are everywhere. But the, the newbie that comes up to me all the time and sort of says, I want to start feminized seeds because I don't know how to sex plants. It's like, don't start feminized seeds just because you don't know how to sex plants. The, the, the raw fact of feminized seeds is you still have to go through all of those plants to look for Herms. So if the idea is you're trying to make a shortcut because you don't, don't know what you're looking for, well, you're still going to get fucked up and tripped up because you're still going to miss a, a male cluster or a pod or one of those. You know, eventually you're going to run into a herm in there and you're not going to know what it looks like. So the thought is, is if you're planting a big field and you're like, look, I'm just going to do a whole, a whole field of fems because it's easier, right? It's not easier. It's the same shit as part in male and female because you got to walk that field and look through every internode, see if you got any nuts forming or anything weird going on and you check the status of those plants all the way through. If you have to keep checking all the way through being a seed crop, my opinion is a regular seed is pro probably a stronger seed to use in this instance. But I'm not going to come out on a limb and say, you know, regular seeds are superior to feminized seeds. I don't think they are. I just think it's virtually the same shit. When you're talking about checking the plants for males or checking the plants for herms, you're literally doing the same shit. The way the seed was created comes from a totally different spot. That's my personal opinion on it. Again, I'm not trying to sway anyone one way or the other. I think they both have a place. Um, super stable, solid, feminized breeding has a, a certain like place in this world. Um, same as regular breeding. So that's sort of my thought on it. Um, I didn't really look at any chats, but uh, if you guys want to uh, fire off any questions, I'm going to go ahead and open this up to anybody, everybody who's... Uh, watching and uh you can ask me i don't give a fuck favorite food to favorite strain to methods to whatever you want so how is the papaya cake three uh papaya the pheno that you brought over whatever so caesar's asking about a papaya cake three um that i got to smoke it i would say what six months ago or whatever and i fell in love with it it was amazing it's got a unique flavor strong like potent like og kush couch locky for me so i sat in i sat into the couch um that's a strain that i'm potentially looking at utilizing in the future a la breeding projects or bring it to our gold line for flower you know mass production for the state um but i liked it but at the same time i need to go i need to smoke it like three or four times in a row i need to grow it three or four times in a row and learn to plant inside and out but uh i would say it's on the short list right now of shit that, you know, I'm always keeping an eye out for shit that can go on my gold line. If I think it can go gold line, then there's, you know, there's only two or three strains on gold line for a reason right now because they're the firest weed I can find. So if I can find something super fire, um, I will either plug it into gold line or try to breed with it. That's sort of the name of the game. But, uh, yeah. Thoughts about hiring master growers. This is from Grand Doc. Uh, vetting procedures for qualified people. 
as a grower and a business owner, would love to hear your thoughts on how to give up the control. Dude, good question. Uh, I'm laughing because I've went through so many fucking shitty people, like not necessarily growers, but people who have come into the company or whatever that like I would never give a good fucking review for their job performance ever. And I'm sure they're not putting me on their shit for references, but here's the first thing I'm going to say. Fucking call the references. Nobody does this shit in the weed world. We just sort of bro hire, like, hey, what's up, bro? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're, you know how to do that shit? Oh, you're, you're qualified? You're good? Cool, come work on my team. It's like, no, call his last job. Figure out what the fuck he did at his last job, why he's not there, because there's probably a fucking reason. And then ask him if he tried to rat out the whole team on the way out the door, because that shit is so fucking common, where it's just like they didn't like the way shit didn't go for them, so, or they're, you know, they're basically fired or asked to leave or they failed at their jobs, so they decided that they're going to try to destroy the whole place on the way out the door or some shit. Super common. So when I look around the industry and I'm seeing fucktars left and right that I'm like, oh, you, you still have a job here in this whole fucking industry? It's amazing to me because I've seen you fucking turn bitch like three times, but yet you still have a job in the industry. So it's just like, so all they do is bounce from place to place to place, you know what I mean? And no one's vetting anybody. So to answer your question, 100% vet your fucking people. Figure out who the fuck these people are before you hire them. As far as giving up control of your grow, it's a, it's a hard one because it's something I've done over the past few years with my master grower. I hate the term master grower. My head grower, um, uh, Ganja Farming on IG here. And I essentially have said, look, it's your baby. You take care of these four or five rooms, these six rooms. You know, you give me a good yield, report your numbers to me, grow it exactly with my SOP the way I like it. I'm going to be paying attention. But he runs the commercial side of the flower production where I focus on the breeding side of it or whatever. I've known this kid for, I shouldn't say kid, this guy, since we were kids. I've known him for 20, 22 fucking years. We've worked together for like 15. So my answer is going to be different than most in that I have like a lifelong brother that I work with. Um, respect him, value him, and without him, I don't know that Dark Horse would run the way it runs anyway. So I have somebody who I lean on like a motherfucker to do day-to-day -day operations with my facility. Um, but I've known that dude for 18 years. He's worked for me from the first dispensary I ever started to this day. He's, I, I hired him the very first day I started my first job, and he's still the only employee. I've pretty much had one or two employees my entire career, and he's the first hire and he's still working for me so you know he's been here the entire ride too which you know i will reward or try to reward but uh yeah on to uh, another question hydroponics for soil grow pro and cons of both what method do you prefer i prefer soil my only an or reason to or answer for that reason is it doesn't really matter. You can grow either way. I've grown always, and I think if you're trying to learn cannabis, you should try to grow every way possible. You should grow from soil. You should grow ebb and flow. You should grow flood and drain. You should grow, you know, fucking underwater current systems. You should try every single way that there is, so that way you know how to grow cannabis inside out, upside down, whatever. So I've tried everything, but I've fallen back to soil. I think you get a better flavor in soil. I think it's more forgiving. Um, the, there's a buffer of the pH in there. So if you fuck up a little bit on your pH or your newts are a little bit off or whatever on your pH balance, uh, there's a little buffer zone in there, especially in organics that, you know, um, helps a lot when you're doing hydro. The main drawback for me was the humidity. The humidity went through the roof. I'm talking home grow. I remember when I was doing home grow and I put in the flood and drain system in the basement and I walked upstairs and every window in the house 
you could write your name on the inside. You know what I mean? Whereas there's all that condensation on the inside. It was like a greenhouse on the entire fucking house. And I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is different. And uh, I didn't like it because I, li- I was like living in a swamp box. That was my whole thing with the hydro thing. Now, when I grew hydro, I could cut a week off of flower time. I generally got bigger yields. Um, and I could play God a little bit better when I was messing with my PPMs and my nutrients. I could, you could dial it into a T. So if you're a perfectionist, you might be able to go that hydro and really dial that fucker in perfectly. You know what I mean? But if you're more of an organic type of dude, I would just say just do it in soil. No till even where you don't, you know. I, I don't like to wake up every day and have 37 bottles to mix and try to become like this hydro mix master. I just want to wake up and fucking super soil feed my plants or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot simpler on me, and I think I get a superior product out of soil personally. Now, if you brought me a bunch of herbs and said, what's better, or said some of this is hydro and some of this is soil and some of this is whatever, from, from expert growers, there's no fucking way I could tell you the difference. I couldn't tell you if it was or not. So that doesn't truly matter. It's all about your personal preference, how you grow the best, you know, uh, with your with your skills is what I'll say. Uh, alrighty. Next question. Loyal to the soil. What up, IROC? Any more questions? Sorry, I'm scrolling backwards trying to see. Spruce berry versus granddaddy perp yield and taste. I don't know what spruce berry is, so I can't answer that. Granddaddy Pert me and Caesar were just talking about the other day. I miss that shit. That shit was fucking good. Like, I know it's still around, but like, Purple Urkel, Granddaddy Perp, sitting on the chairlift, fucking late 90s. Fucking excellent times, dude. Excellent times. Does C-Bizarre take credit cards? does take credit cards. And Bitcoin and all kinds of other sh- type of shit. Uh... Terp Farmer's low-key upset about the Randy Savage name. Thought it was clever. What, what's upsetting? He's hating because he wanted it. Oh, you wanted that name. I got you. <laughs> Super clever name. I can't remember who, shout out to, put it in the old chat. But when we ask for names in the chat or in the uh, posts that we make on IG, I do look at them. And if I think they're clever, we'll use them. Who else in Colorado is doing good things with flour? That's a good question. Um, 710 is hard as fuck to even get their weed but if you can get a chance to grab 710's flour they do a great fucking job a lot of me and my friends smoke verde's flour we were actually trying to get chuck uh, lemon man to come on the show tonight uh, just misconnection with him there or whatever but uh, chuck's a friend of mine owner of verde and uh breeder of super lemon haze and they have great growers over there um lemon skunk, the, uh, lemon skunk sorry not super lemon haze um uh who else has good flour right now um say snacks land's doing a really good job there's only like three or four of us that actually put our weed in glass jars um so i would say okay two of us that are putting our weed in glass jars Snackland being one of them i think 710 does it dark horse does it you know what i mean so there's some good flour in there even um i think green dot is doing flower drops or whatever and i haven't actually personally tried it but i think it's all right so um I would check them out. They're a long-standing company, you know. I, w- I would check out that flower or whatever. But uh, the good flower in Colorado is fucking hard to get, dude. How do you feel about forced collabs? How do you feel about forced collabs? So that's something that kind of came up where I think Masonic's doing it. He's just clowning a little bit, but he's basically saying, like, 
I'm doing a collab with this guy, even though he doesn't know it by taking their seeds or whatever. Some guy did it to us just last week. He's like, I'm taking Banner and I'm making a collab out of this and that and calling it a collab or whatever. And I get it. It's funny and all. Like, you have permission to do whatever you want with our seeds. You can breed them. You can make stuff. Whatever you want. Call it a forced collab if you want. But don't try to trick people into saying, like, we gave you our cut or our clone or, or, or like, approval or... Or, you know, it's not, it didn't come through us in any way, shape, form, or fashion. You just took a selection of our seeds, which is cool. We appreciate it. But I don't know. I think Forced Collab was kind of a joke, which not like, not talking shit, but like, I thought it was like a practical joke. And if it is a practical joke, good one. If it's like some dead serious shit, then it's kind of like, uh, okay, whatever though. I'm cool with it. My IG went totally black. Word. My personal opinion, what's the best strain Dark Horses bred other than Bruce Banner? Um, Got to go Thanos, just because it's, I don't know, a lot of credit due to the Skittles boys on that, you know what I mean? But the So it's not 100% my original creation by any means at all, but the Thanos is, is there's unique shit in there, and then followed up closely by Savage Hulk. My holy grail that I thought about trying to make for almost three years was Dosey um, uh, Banner Skittles. I was like, if I could figure out a way to make Dosey Banner Skittles straight across the board, polyhybrid, and get those three to you know to mix slash come up with the hybrids in there, I know it's going to be fire. And Savage Hulk did not disappoint at all. Even the Hulkamanias were good, but something about the Savage came out amazing. And the Thanos surprises because there's Skittles Finos in there that are fucking amazing. Um, it's it, yeah, I'm continuing to breed with the Thanos. I should be working on more Bruce Banner lines because I'm starting to get low on stock and recreating some Bruce Banner stuff. But I'm so excited about the Thanos males or male that we have and the stuff that we've been doing with it that I'm just like, I'm fucking more with this Thanos. I'm on something here. I got a tiger by the tail. So I'm just rolling with that shit at the moment. I feel really confident about it, but the amount of seeds we've put out has been very limited in number. So I don't think the world knows yet, but that's okay. Funny thing about strains is I think it takes literally four years sometimes even longer for a strain to tip. That's going to be good. It takes that long for it to start getting circulated. Clones passed, good phenos found within the seeds. Dispensaries have it on the shelf. Magazines are starting to write about it. Cups are starting to be one with it. So a lot of times you don't know how good your shit is until half a decade fucking later in the eyes of the public. My boy Kushko kills it on the OG. Dude, Kushko does kill it on the OG. These guys out of LA, um, Kushko, um, we were neighbors with them when they won their first cup in um, San Bernardino. I can't remember, like 2014 or something. But they won their first cannabis cup for that OG, which is just the original OG, but they do a really good job with it. And that neighbors being that they, we had a booth and they were our next booth next to us or whatever. But I remember you know, sharing the space with them or whatever, just being right next to them. I was like, yo, let me get a jar of that OG. And I smoked it. I just turned, I was like, what the fuck? This is fire as shit. And lo and behold, they won like four hours later. Fucking, and I've been buying Kushko OG since then, 2014. When I go to LA, I'm not fucking fucking around. I'm heading straight for Kushko OG products. I will say this much though. It's not as good as it was three, four years ago. And I can't find that fucking OG that I used to, you know, have like three, four years ago. It's turning into that sour where it's gone. Like if you got real, real OG Kush, I want a, I want some. I want just that eighth, dude. Hit me up. Like I can't find real, real, real OG Kush hardly anymore. Um, the closest thing to OG that I'm finding is, I don't know. I mean, you still get decent batches of like '92 and the original OG and 
even some of the ghosts and all the other shit, but it's like, it's just like the sour that you get now is just not as sour as it once was. The OG that I'm getting now from the same clone isn't as OG as it once was, and it really makes me fucking sad. Um, I'm sure it can be done. I think the the biker BX from Karma, I got some real fire OG out of that shit where I was like, okay, OG is back and living large in these jeans. But uh, I, it's kind of hard to find that real real fire OG. Uh, let's go over here to Twitch. Uh, we've answered this question a few times. The question is, what do we look for in males when we're breeding? Um, generally, males is um, a structure thing for me. I look at the structure of the plant. I look at the stem rub, or I, I get a stem rub on it or whatever. But I'm looking at flower formations, flower cl clusters. A male flower is still a flower. It still clusters like a bud. So if you go back in our IG, a few posts, you'll see one of the males we used on the Thanos or whatever. It legit looks like a reversed female because it looks like it's a nug that we reversed and it started dropping pollen or whatever. It's like, I like a big, like cola looking male, you know what I mean? With good structure on it. And then also with males, uh, one of the, the smartest things to do is to continue to keep it alive, continue to keep the pollen and uh, do multiple crosses with it so that you can then check the offspring out and go backwards. So say I've used two or three males or I saved two or three males and we pollinate with one then I can go check out those offspring and be like, oh, this is all all fire in here. Or then next male two I use, it's all shit structure coming out of there, whatever. Well, clearly, we've now learned, go back to your original male number one. And you can literally test a male by saving it and then using the pollen going forward and then going backward in time and recreating what you did before, which is common sense, but you'd be surprised how little that's being done. All right. My opinion on Orange Blossom Fizz. Um, Orange Blossom Fizz was made uh, for um, hash. Um, used the uh, used the obsolete fucking um, donor or mail on that, I believe. Such a long time ago I made that, so it's not fresh in my mind. But I remember we made that because I just got into my MIP lab in Denver and I knew that I wanted to make strains specifically for hash in Colorado, so I used the orange. Obs, was, Obs had a really good orange male that he hit, and he put everything out on the orange. It was the orange cookies I think he had that was hot as fuck. This is like five, five years, six years ago, seven years ago. It was a while ago. But Obs was using this really special orange, and the orange came from Oregon out of like a tackle box from old hippie grower that saved it you know, for years. And then the male he used was legit. And I was really stoked on those orange terps. So I tried to use that for this, this lemon lime that we did, which we also did the orange blossom fizz in that line. And um, that one was the biggest, chunkiest yielder of all of the stuff that we had made in there, I believe, but uh, wasn't the best for the hash. So while it was an effective cross, you know, beautiful plant, good flower, um, it fell short of like super resin production and hitting crazy numbers in the column when we went to make BHO out of it. Yeah, orange cookies, exactly. Skunk and Sour's got it. Orange cookies was on fire like five or six years ago through Ops. How do I feel about LEDs? Um, if you watched the last show, episode 25, we talked with Scott from Illuminar all about lights, and uh, I kind of tip a lot of my feelings towards LEDs or just lights in general in that show. But uh, I personally don't use LEDs at this point, although I know that shit is coming. I know it's the future. I've been hesitant to make that transition, but I, you know, 
if I'm sure if I'm doing this show in five years, we'll be talking about our LEDs because that's, you know, Cowie's making the change to make everyone use these fucking LEDs within three years. Um, a lot of, a lot of jurisdictions are fucking with home growers by not limiting the plant count or any of that shit, but limiting the code so that I know in Colorado Springs, it's illegal to use a high definition or not high, a high intensity light, HID light. Um, so you can't use a thousand watt, you know what I mean? You just, if they'll come in and if the cops show up, it's not about your plants. It's about, oh, you have illegal lighting in here. And then they call the code people in and they write you a huge fat code ticket for breaking code and putting in shit into your house that is not allowed. So LEDs are allowed. T5s are allowed. So L T5, or I'm sorry, LEDs will be the way that everyone's going to be growing at home because the fucking government is going to force you that way through some sort of regulation or whatever. Um, it's just interesting to me to think that Carver Springs gives a fuck more about what kind of light you're using than what your plant count is pretty much at this point. But yeah, I'm, you know, Miami Mango is fucking putting up shots of pictures of groves that are coming off these LEDs that is making me pay attention. So yeah, LEDs, they're coming, they're coming hard and they're coming fast, but uh, no, I'm not there yet. Time to hit up Tesla and get off the grid. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you have any recommendations for a mango strain? I had this strain about 10 years ago called Sour Mango. It has this intoxicating mango smell, lime green golf ball shaped buds. Haven't found it. Mango's a tricky terp. Um, there used to be a mango that just floated on Colorado or whatever. But um, honestly, I'd, Skittles is close. Or Thanos. If you go through Skittles crosses, I think you can find those mango-y type of terps within there. Closest thing on the market now. I know there are some older strains that were legit, like mango, that were fucking fire. Caesar's saying Lazar. Uh, he's thinking that you'll find some in the Lazar stuff, which I can follow that logic. But I will say mango is one of the... It's been bred out. Like, we're all, we're all skunked, sour, cushed, chemed, GMO'd to death. So mangoes are almost impossible to find right now. You might even have to go backwards in time and try to crack older seeds to find that stuff. But yeah, I wish you well on your quest, bro. Uh, what else we got? My opinion on Tahoe Hydro. I'm not sure I follow. Is Tahoe Hydro a strain or is it a grow method? I'm not sure I follow on that one. Or papaya, yeah, good call in the comments. Papaya would be a good good seed to crack um, to look for some mango terps. The, that papaya cake that we just were talking about earlier in the show was fucking fire. Is that Oni? Or, yeah, papaya cake is Oni. And uh, that, you know, those trop stuff, that trop shit's fucking really good too. So there's definitely terps for days in those trop strains. Papaya just blew up, but it's been around for years. There's, yeah, a, a papaya, as Caesar just said, just blew up, but it's been around for years, and that is true. But uh, papaya, I don't I. It's unique to me. It reminds me of a sour. It, when impaired with something strong and heavy, like that papaya cake or whatever, like it's a good blend because it's fruit in the front and power in the back. You hear some people say they don't like pine in their terps, not you, skunk and sour. Um, I'm kind of one of those people, dude. I'm not a huge piney guy. I don't like a lot of pine all. Like I just, I don't know. If it's too piney, too even train wrecky, like it kind of... I'll smoke this shit, don't get me wrong, but it's probably not my, my, my super bag. Uh -huh. 
I grew Candy Kush that has super candy Skittles like flavor. Do you remember the strain or know who may have sold it by this name? Candy Kush. I say it sounds familiar, but I'm not sure the breeder on that one, my friend. You know who that is, Caesar? Candy Kush? No, but I know the lineage. What, what was the lineage? OG Kush Trainwreck. OG Kush Trainwreck was Candy Kush, but we do not know who the breeder is on that one. I do remember that strain. Yeah, it was a, it was in Cam, and Cam was a big shop here in Colorado. We could talk about that one day, um, but <laughs> those dudes literally photoshopped a license on the wall, and got in trouble. <laughs> they have they had good fucking weed. They were my friends, and I never knew they had a Photoshop license. I always thought they played by the rules. I literally knew those dudes. They were my neighbors, and I went over down to Delta Nine, and they were literally like the shop moved in next door, and we were friendly. And uh, yeah, turns out they fucking just photoshopped their license on the wall and made a lot of money. Also went to jail. <coughs> When's that Dark Horse OG come out? So we did a Dark Horse OG. IROC probably has it. And that was a Phelps cross. And when I talk about Phelps, I don't fucking know what Phelps OG is. I wish I knew. It comes from a fucking closed dispensary in, I believe, San Diego. It was a hot clone in the late 90s or early 2000s. Around the time Phelps was winning the Olympics, I'm sure, and it was a name-changer deal there. But uh, I fucking love that OG. Super potent. That was my favorite OG until I got my kosher. And then I got my kosher, I was like, oh, this shit is fucking better. Um, but I bred to make a Dark Horse OG, um, and it's one of our most potent strains. doesn't yield very well. It's little golf ball chunks, but uh, it's, it's flavor. Are you, you one that like heavy cat piss terps? <laughs> did, yeah, I do, actually, bro. Fucking don't know why. I grew up smoking that Fort Collins cough. Like, we grew up smoking Beasters, and it was bullshit, and it sucked. And that's all we could fucking get. And then we started getting blueberry, like real blueberry, like shit that would blow your fucking mind. Everyone talks shit on blueberry. This blueberry was fucking heat. And this was in the late 90s. And, like, when we would get this shit, it was, like, special blue fucking weed and we loved it then the hippies that we used to fuck with or whatever started coming in pound in the town with pounds of this cough or whatever and it was all coming from fort collins and the cough and the sage and the legendary cough and the sage and then of course over a period of time i got to meet the people that are actually growing this shit and they sort of became my mentor and taught me how to grow weed and um they were pretty much directly responsible for the fort collins sage and most of the cough coming out and that cough cut was tightly held something like the piff, if you will, in New York or something. There's like three people that fucking had that shit total. Um, it was an NL5 haze from Cincy, like in the fucking 90s. And they found this cat piss pheno. It was phenomenal, dude. And still to this day, that's another one like Sour OG, where I can't really get cough that has that cat pissy cough thing, like that I remember as a, as a youth or whatever. But uh, cough and uh, sage were fucking two of my like come up strains. Changing my perception on cannabis. Fort Collins blueberry. Scott's OG male was Phelps as well. So yeah, we used Scott's OG as the male, but I hit it to the Phelps, and the Phelps was the female side. I rock. Yeah, Scott's OG isn't that old. The the Dark Horse OG isn't that old. I would say that strain is four years old or five years old is when we made that. It was one of my initial offerings when I released strains. Um, when we launched Dark Horse, I mean. Blueberry is your go-to. Fruit and berry terps. 
See, Blue Dream like became a thing for a reason because we talked about holy grail of people's weed. It's not the best weed in the world, but it yields like a motherfucker. It's easy to trim. You know, it it was getting top dollar and producing fucking heavy numbers or whatever. So there's a reason that strain became like all the rage and the reason why Beasters and it, it came after Beasters because it was just like, look, we're crammed this shit down your throat from basically Vancouver. I don't, you know, I would love to do an investigative discovery type of shit to figure out who was pumping those Beasters because do you have any idea how much fucking weed was being grown in Canada, somehow made it across the border to all of fucking America. I mean, they had it in the South. They had it in the East. Cali was floated with it. Fucking Colorado, all you could get was beasters. The Midwest was beaster, 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 dude. And it wasn't, I'm telling you right now, it wasn't like a thousand growers, you know? This was the same fucking weed every time from the same people, the same fucking, I mean, they probably made a billion fucking dollars before legalization happened off that shit. I just sort of wonder, like, who who was it? Not that I want to out anybody. But, like, who the fuck was killing that beaster game, dude? Because they came in with a man with a plan and dominated the weed business for fucking half a decade. It was uh, CBP. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll never really know. But, uh, yeah, off topic. But I watched that documentary on the fucking DEA or the Amazon. If you, haven't, if you have Amazon Prime, watch the fucking last narc. I watched it last night. I had to fucking, like stream that whole shit because it was so fucking fascinating about that kiki dude and the fucking the nicaragua coke shit and the cia for oh, holy fuck bro like that was crazy and it just makes me wonder not that i have any reason to, to say this but it makes me wonder if the cia wasn't the dude selling the fucking beasters bro because they fucking had like distribution on lock shit went to everywhere you know what i mean <laughs> who fucking knows but yeah, anyway, back to the AMA. Beasters <laughs> oh. was M39 cut too early. M39 was NL5 skunk. I would believe NL5 skunk all day. That's kind of what, and it always was cut too early. I know that. Now in my later years, growing tons of weed and knowing what cut too early weed tastes like, Beasters was definitely cut too early, and I could see NL5 skunk. Um germinator too maybe you know what's up you need to fucking track down who was fucking the man in charge are you from fort collins no um i grew up in castle rock colorado which is i don't know 10 20 minutes south of denver but we went to fort collins and boulder all the time you know how we got weed growing up we would go to red rocks parking lot and sit in the parking lot and look for fucking hippies or we would go to boulder and go to the hill. You guys probably don't know what the hill is, but the hill is just a street of restaurants. It's on a hill in Boulder. And you go to the hill, and you'd walk up and down the hill, and you look for fucking Wooks, and there would always be a guy selling eights on the hill. And then in, in the 90s, Boulder was insane. The football team was good. They would burn a couch in the fucking street every day and throw a riot, like every weekend or whatever. There was fucking drugs being smoked everywhere and fucking weed sales going on openly and head shops everywhere, and it was liberal as fucking crazy. And then the cops put security cameras everywhere. I mean, there's cameras all up and down what they call the hill. And you can't do anything hand-to-hand -hand out there anymore. You're going down in like 15 seconds or whatever, and it changed everything overnight. But uh, Boulder was crazy, man. And Boulder was like, we would literally just go up there to buy weed. But it, it was such a fucking adventure. You'd pile three guys in a car with 20 fucking dollars each, and we'd just go to the fucking hill and try to buy a quarter. And sometimes you'd get the fire, and sometimes you got the pure bullshit, if you know what I mean. 
Sometimes you got jacked. It's just the way it went. I know the hill. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, any other questions? Fucking cannabis questions. Week five to nine, best tip for Banner. From week five to nine, the best tip for Bruce Banner? Just don't overfeed. I think people will try to fucking juice it, like I kind of talked about in Why Weed Sucks episode. Like, don't overjuice it. The Banner is a light feeder, and it doesn't need a lot of fucking light either. Um, I wouldn't, you know, the best tasting Bruce Banners that I've ever grown were not under direct light. We're not under the lamp directly. They're off to the side, getting a little bit of side light or side lamp. Um, it will light burn a little bit, you know what I mean? So I, I would just say, take her easy for flavor, bros. Any advice on Gamma Berry? Advice on Gamma Berry, trellis that shit, because it's a lengthy little girl. It fucking will run like a bitch on you. Like It's just got long internode length, so you're looking at four or five inches in between internodes, and while that's not a big deal if you got monster ceilings, you know what I mean? Your light penetration is only like two, three feet, right? So if you only got two, three feet of light penetration, but your plant wants to grow five feet fucking tall on you, bend that bitch over sideways, weave it through a plant. Also learn what a real scrog is. What you're seeing all over Instagram when people fucking throw a trellis net up and they have double trellis nets and they just let their plants grow up right up through it so they can't fall over left or right, that's not scrogging. Scrogging is when you weave your plants under the fucking squares and you make the whole canopy one height and it, it looks like a carpet by the time you're done. And if you do that properly, you're going to yield way fucking more because your canopy is all at the same height, getting all the same amount of light, and it's being held back. Um, try this on a small scale. Get a one-gallon plant, create a small little fucking trellis, you know, out of coat hangers or whatever, and weave that plant over and small, over and small, and put one next to another one-gallon, and I guarantee fucking tee you, you'll yield more off this trellis plant if you do the proper scrog. Now, the reason people are sh using trellises in these commercial facilities and you see them, plants just growing through them, there's two of them stacked or whatever, it's just easier than bamboo stakes. You don't have to bamboo every branch so it falls over. They're literally just giving structure to these plants as they grow up. They're not training their plants to grow sideways. Sideways plants, growing sideways, all of it, branches, spidering them out sideways into a flat carpet canopy or whatever is how you get maximum yield. And if you've never tried it, I highly recommend trying that experiment. Oh, crop king. <laughs> so crop king seeds. Um, yeah, I don't know. The this guy something came up this week about like they have Bruce Banner seeds and if they're real and everything else. And no, crop king seeds are not real. I don't really want to go on a huge tangent and trash anybody, but they're not real. I don't. I mean, crop king seeds isn't even a breeder. These guys. I'm sure this audience probably knows that, but these guys. M buy a huge uh, magazine in the high times or, or I'm sorry, a back cover of high times every month put out. It's just like going to Spain when you see a million Gorilla Glues and Blue Dreams and fucking Dosey Dos and Bruce Banners and it's all the name but not the actual genetics and I don't know. If you like buying fake weed out of the back of high times, you can buy that shit. If you like buying fake fucking seeds out of the back of high times, you can do that shit or whatever but I'm not going to spend too much time on that shit. It's fucking stupid. But yeah, there's several companies, particularly European companies, that just like to throw fucking, you know, popular names on strains to make you buy them or make people buy them. All it really does is creates confusion, which is annoying, but, you know, we've been knocked off or faked about a hundred fucking times, so it's nothing new. It's just sort of, I don't know, no, Crop King autos are not fucking real. 
And sorry if you thought they were in bottom. Blue. What is up, Blue? Ask me anything, Blue. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty fucking good. Honestly, I have sinus shit going on right now. Fucking weeds and dander and bullshit is on a high in Denver. My fucking left nostrils straight fucked. Galactus is another strain that I would treat just like Gamma Berry, where I would recommend scrogging it. Slower grower, doesn't grow as fast and runny and lengthy, as tall as that. It's like all purple strains tend to grow slow, in my opinion. But um, most of them just generally grow slow in veg and everything else. It takes a while to get them going. But once you do get them going, if you can scrog them bitches over, I think that would give you ultimate yield on those two. But Galactus is more connoisseur smoke, purpley, fire goodness grapey um not a not massive yielder if you find a good yielder you got lucky but good good smoke finishing up that show i'll be gone in the dark holy shit yeah dude if you don't know about i'll be gone in the dark on hbo um pat oswald's wife fucking caught the golden state killer east area rapist dude like it's pretty nuts. I mean, she didn't exactly catch him. She passed away, but at the same time, like, she was tracking this dude and got all the case files and used 23andMe to fucking figure out his relatives and then figured out who the fuck the dude was after, like, 50 years or whatever, and it was a pretty interesting show. If you're into documentaries like me, Into the Dark, like Blue says. What's your preferred temp for German seeds? Preferred temp for German seeds? I actually don't really keep track of that temp i just sort of do that at room temperature um room room temperature and paper towel um some people will say warm but every time you warm them like use a heating pad or anything like that you tend to just dry out your your paper towel like faster so i don't do that i generally soak my seeds in a cup for 24 hours try to soften them up a little bit look for any tails if they crack in them within the cup and then i generally just plant them bitches a quarter inch under the soil in a red solo cup and wait a few days and watch them pop up I'll remove the husk of the seed if it's having a hard time breaking out itself. But I try not to fucking fuck with plants. The only reason I don't like paper towel method is because once you've cracked them, you have to then go backwards and put, bury the tail, and you're touching the tails, and you're, you're manipulating a very sensitive part of the plant. And, you know, if you use tweezers and you have a really sensitive surgeon hands, I got you. But I'm a clumsy oaf, dude. I can't really – I don't have precision fingertip hands and shit. So it's like, let me just grab that seed, throw it in the fucking ground throw it in a you know red solo cup quarter inch under the soil water that bitch pay attention and it'll come up i get 90 percent germination rate doing that there's a few seeds i'm sure that i could have got to germ by not using my method and babying them along better but fuck them bitches if you, you ain't strong then you're not you're not here to play with me my last 12 seeds went down the drain had a new central ac installed and not working like it used to so now i'm trying to heat mat that keeps them around 78. one tip on that guy base is like i don't like the heat mat as much but if you got like a like a, a dvd player or like a dish network satellite tv box or some shit like that like you can set your your ziploc and paper towel on like an electronics that's always on that's a little warm that's, I think, better than a heat mat because there's no real low setting on the heat mat that I'm happy with. You just want a mild, mild warmness there. If they're too cold, that's bad, obviously. You're not, you don't want a germ in freezing cold temperatures or real, real cold temperatures. 
But clone dome mat, and then fuckers get a little warm, bro. I would say, I, I, my personal opinion, I would throw that literally on top of like a fucking VCR, if if you have a VCR, that type of apparatus, if you know what I'm saying. Can bottled nutrients go bad? Yes, they absolutely can go bad. That's a huge uh, mistake a lot of people make. Um, you generally have a short shelf life, and it's kind of hard to tell, like if they're good or bad, shake them up if they have, no, I mean, some have no froth, no nothing to them anyway, so you wouldn't know. But uh, yeah, I don't want you, you shouldn't want your nutrients to get hot. Like if you're moving or some shit and you got to throw them in a storage unit or your garage or something and your garage doesn't have AC and they've been sitting out there all summer just baking away on a shelf or whatever, them shits is toast. You don't want to use that shit. Yeah. And it's, it's better peace of mind just to go buy a fresh bottle of newts, bro. Use that shitty shit on the fucking shrubs in the back and see if they do anything. You probably, probably won't kill anything, but you ain't going to fucking help anything. Preferred soil. Preferred soil. Um, we've talked about this briefly in the past too, but uh, I like um, ProMix, and I like to cut it with 20% earthworm castings. ProMix in itself is not a soil. It's um, soilless. It's cocoa, and, or I'm sorry, it's peat. And peat moss in itself is not a soil. It becomes a soil once you add the per, or the, um, the earthworm castings. Now you actually have a soil. If you were just to grow in in aggregate or like uh, sunshine four or pro mix, and that's all you use, which I've done this many times, it's basically growing hydro because your soil has zero zero zero. There's nothing there. You're using a base soil, but even though it has no soil, there's nothing in it. So you're every time you water, every time you feed. Look at it like you're you're feeding nutrients um, all all throughout its life, as opposed to building a soil. You know, generally the first 30 days you got a, enough food within your soil before you need to start adding food to it or whatever. But earthworm castings can't burn, um, so by going 20% earthworm castings, you're essentially now going away from soilless into a soil. Um, the castings will help your roots, help your transplants, help you explode your growth explode. Um, big rich dark green natural green leaves without over fertile uh, over overfeeding so um yeah, i'm a huge proponent of earthworm castings and age old or i'm sorry uh, sunshine or pro mix i've used sunshine for two grown-ups sunshine four or pro mix but as of late pro mix so i think we're down to the last five minutes or so i think i'm gonna go ahead and give away two more packs before we get the fuck on out of here um i appreciate everybody who chill today um if i didn't get into your questions feel free to try to shoot me an email and on that dark horse genetics you know contest email and i'll try to uh, answer them for you or whatever but uh let's go back to some giveaway shits real quick uh close-up cam if it's gonna work maybe it'll work what we give away the first time randy zavage yeah this one element z this one is like a skittles BX essentially. Um, this one is Skittles to Skittles to kosher to OZ, which is, you know, more Skittles there. So if you're into Skittles, this is the one you fucking want. And this is one of the ones I'm most excited about from this drop. So two packs of this going out. Let's get the free shit going on your screen. There. No, that's the wrong shit. There it goes. Free shit email going across the screen. Darkhorsegeneticslive at gmail.com. To win these seeds, we're going to pick two people. 
Um, this time we'll do the 12th and the 24th person. And to win, you got to put in the subject line. Caesar says Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Jack? Just Slim Jim, not the Jack. Slim Jim. 12 and 24th person are going to win this 12-pack of Element Z from Dark Horse Genetics for free. Um, yeah. Also, if you guys don't know, um, Dark Horse Genetics seeds can be scored... Come on, computer, you slow fucker. There you go. This is Seabazaar. Seabazaar.com. Check it out, man. Um, there is a uh, premium side where you can go check out the premium shit. And this is something new that we re released just like uh, two weeks ago. A bunch of people signed up for it, which was cool. We released this new drop 48 hours early here. There's some fem shit on this side that we don't really sell anywhere else. I'll give you a quick little preview of what you might find over here. Uh... So this is the new drop. It's a little bit cheaper than on the public side. Let me see if I can't. There. You got a fem right there. I'm not going to tip it all to you, but there's some fems up there to the left. Uh, shit, you can't find at other spots. Let's get this free shit off the screen because this ain't free. All right. But, uh, yeah, check out the Sea Bazaar and uh, check out the premium area if you want to get shit that you can't find anywhere else at prices that uh, is better than the public side. Something new we just launched, so let us know what you think about it. If you absolutely fucking hate the idea, you can let me know too. If you love the idea, let us know. But uh, with that said, bring it back to here. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to sign this fucker off. Before I go, I want to give a shout out to Illuminar Lighting, which is down on the left there. Like again, we had Scott on last week. Scott was really cool and explained lighting to us a little bit, but Illuminar sent us a fuck ton of lights. I'm really happy with them. We don't do a lot of plugs on the show or any of that shit, but uh, if you guys are into LEDs, CMHs, um, they got 315s, they got you know 1,000 watt CMHs, they got all kinds of shit over there. Um, check out IlluminarLighting.com. We really appreciate those guys. Do us a favor and give them a follow or some shit like that. Tell them we sent you over there so they know that we're actually earning our, our keep here on this free lights. And uh, with that shit, everybody... I'm going to say thank you. That's half a year's worth of shows. Um, it went pretty fast. And, uh, yeah, we'll do another half a year's worth of shows, and we'll evaluate if we're going to keep on running Dark Horse Live. But so far, half a year in the books, dude, it's been fun. So I appreciate everybody. Peace.